Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Misfit Athletics Podcast, 18.3. Welcome back. Before we get into it with these two sweaty beasts over here, we have some housekeeping items. Very first one is our YouTube channel. Um, we've been posting the vlog. We've been posting a lot of content recently. There's been some awesome engagement on there. If you haven't gotten into it already, head over to youtube.com slash misfitathletics. Give us a subscribe. Let us know what you think in the comments. I got way less thumbs down in vlog number two. I'm pretty pumped about that. And, you know, maybe you just didn't show back up for the second one, but I'm going to How many did you get in the first one? Like maybe 10. Damn. Yeah. harsh. Well, you know, it wasn't great in my opinion. The the second one got a little bit better, and I'm cruising on three already. Let's go. Got the camera here. Sherby's going to tell us a little bit about some gear. So on sharpenthexco.com, this week we released some new dad hats, some new STA Mark Tees with some gold print on them. Pretty sweet. Uh, thermals, and then long-awaited the OG short. You guys have been yeah. waiting for shorts for a really long time. We've been working really hard to get these guys to you, so we hope you enjoy them. They're awesome. I've worn them every day for the past That's all I've seen six you wear. days. Truth. Yep. All right. Um, with Seth on the road this week, I get to try and read all of these names. Um, if you go to misfitathletics.com and work out with our workouts – that's a weird way to put that. Um, <laughs> regularly, then we want to know about it, and there's a link on every post called the 2018 Misfit Takeover List. Yep. Oh, got that one right. Um, if you click that, fill that out, that'll let us know that you're following, and then we will cross-reference it with the leaderboard. Here we go. Week two, people in qualifying Let's spots. Go. Australia, Ashley Corby and Aaron Osborne, Central America, Paulo Razil, I think. Razil. Elaine Davidson. Central East, Emma Chapman, Aaron Van Den Driesch, thank you for letting us know how to say that, Dylan Smith, Paul Castillo, Dex Hopkins, Zach Watts, and Zach Souter. Central East representing. I did. Yeah. Believe it or not. 15th place. It's crushing. Europe North, Marzin Zizbaj. Zizbaj. Zibaj. But he did better Chris than Austin. Bosch. Marcin Zibaj. <laughs> I actually knew how to say that. I just said it like Austin. A <laughs> boy, Arnie Christensen. Mid-Atlantic, Kenzie Riley, Erica Thiessen, holding down spots one and two. That's exciting. Paige Semenza, Jamie Byerly, and your boy Eric Oxley coming back. Whoa, fittest nice. dentist you know. Yeah. North Central, Megan Scales and Dylan Martin. Northeast, Caroline Connors. Let's go. All the way to number nine. Mighty Mouse. We like it. More like it. Julianne Farewell. Anastasia Marino, Joe Silvestri, Austin Spencer, Corey Lunny. Got to give a shout-out to my two boys, Max Bragg and Cody Mooney. Big fight ahead of you. We're ready for it. South Central, Misfit Land, Alexis Johnson, Justin King, who is crushing it both in the regular. I don't know know what you would call that. The regular and the Masters. Gabe will get into that in a second. Weston Neiman, Travis Williams, Brandon Luckett, Jordan Cook, Casey Viator, and Tucker McLemore. Page two, the Southeast, Hayden Crawford, Norman Woodring. I love that name. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Norman Woodring. It's it just a great name. It sounds like he drinks bourbon on like yeah. a leather couch. <laughs> Norman, if you want to hang out, we live in Portland, Maine. Come on up. Southwest, Chloe Wilson, Kyle Boyer, also crushing both the regular division, because I don't know what else to call it, and the Masters. West Coast, China Cho, Mikel Escobar, Samuel Quant, Nathan Pontius. Big shout out to two of our teens that are crushing it. The female 16 to 17, Maria Drabecki, is fourth worldwide. She's also 21st. 21st. In the Southwest is a 16-year-old. 15. She's not even 16 yet. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
and she, she she's squat clean 231 pounds. Let's just throw that That's out there. That, ha, was 12th in, that was 12th <laughs> in the Southwest. Um, teen males, 14 to 15, Mason Martinek, second worldwide. Very exciting for both of you. The rest of this list, whoa, baby. I Other did end it. Of the Gabe, spectrum, talking about the, max, the old people. The masters. Um, our boy, Eddie Dwayne Simpson, finally in go. the top 20. Been after it for a while. So he's in 17th in the 45 to 49 division. Uh, we have Melissa Wistrom, who's in 20th. Uh, Kenny Ochoa is in 15th. And Steve Swistak is in 10th. And both of those are in the 40 to 44. Like Drew mentioned, Justin King is in first place in the 35 to 39. Um, and Kyle Boyer, I believe, is in 18th. Um, so yes, a good amount of <laughs> masters. And we've, we've got quite a few, again, in that um, 20 to 60 place so um it's top 200 uh, go to the next level for them so got a lot of people in the hunt and i have no clue where gabe garcia is in the 35 to 39 but i know exactly where he is in the gabe v sherb and he is putting a whooping on him um truth what's up guys uh you said that you couldn't feel your shoulders you said you couldn't feel your legs let's try to make sense of this thing sherby talk to me about it I really love double and there's some known really well for them. So um, they already had to watch you on Facebook. Oh, they want your they know it's not ex- true. They want your coaching expertise now. Let's go. Um, for me, I just think it wasn't being relaxed in my body. You know, you get a little tense during this. You have an overhead squat where you're stabilizing the bar overhead, and you have some muscle ups and just everything that's not double under is a shoulder related. Um, so to me, it's just making sure you stay smooth. And I feel like got a little frantic going on to that like second and third set of double unders you start to panic a little bit even though you tell yourself not to and as soon as you do your heart rate skyrockets and it's hard to do double unders. So. that same trick that we've talked about in previous weeks when you overload a muscle group you tend to overuse it more in other movements it, yep. um gabe thoughts yeah i mean i think for me it was more legs because i was i was able to relax in my upper body uh, a lot I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with double unders but the, I mean, movement flaws that we talked about last, last week with squatting and things, I think I felt myself getting a little bit forward and, and really your second set of squats was actually much better than your first set. So that could just lend back into no, warming up and that I mean, whole area. I mean, that applied to my double unders. I was starting as it. I fatigue, I think sense. I started to rely on quads and that's really what it was. Quads and calves that just felt like they were kind of, you know, I was jumping in the mud. So that, that's what it was for me. Be, maybe too, because I was so focused on the expectation of being tense in the shoulders and saving my shoulders that that's the only thing that I noticed. But it it definitely got to me in the later rounds, round four and five. Yep. So this workout gets announced. We start doing some math, and it's like, wait, what? And yeah. Castro talked about it after and said essentially he didn't think anyone would finish this workout. Now he thinks Fraser can finish this workout. That's still such a long Crazy. ways to go. Um, it's a double under workout. Absolutely. And, you know, you, I, Travis, we watched, did six sets, I believe, somewhere in that neighborhood, unbroken. Yep. Looked pretty smooth there. Um, I mean, what do you guys what do you guys think about those other movements? Can't you break them up? And isn't that almost not the point? It's just you can't rest? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could – I think you could rest every single movement that's not a double under in the middle of the set. You could break them up into two or three sets if it keeps you relaxed. Right, but standing around is – there's not really much of a no, place no, no. We, for one standing thing, around. One thing that we did, I thought, really well this year is, you know, we had – for the longest time, the goal was to build your capacity, build your capacity, build your capacity, and things like gymnastics movements or dumbbell snatch barbell movements. And then we tested you by saying, all right, you have to do 20 reps, but it has to be four sets of five. We did it with things like chest-to-bar, with toes-to-bar, right. with muscle-ups. 
now is a perfect time to have that because you relieve some of that tension, but you're able to still stay moving the entire time, which is something I think is hugely important. You know, you're not taking long chalk breaks. You're literally dropping down to save tension on your arms so you can jump right back up and do it again so you stay relaxed come later in those sets of double-unders. So to me, I think that you had an opportunity to practice that all year long, and it's time to find out whether or not you were able to stay disciplined with your practice so that it carries over to the open workout. So a few weeks ago, we shot the um, intensity is freedom, you know, this this huge piece on the mental focus during a workout. Gabe, what can you give people for advice in terms of what they can be thinking about while they're doing double under so they're not panicking, absolutely. raising their heart rate for no reason? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a, a smooth rhythm throughout. And I think what helps you uh, focus on that is is looking at smaller numbers. If you think of it as a set of 100 double unders, I think that's why the 100, the number of 100 was was a uh, was well programmed by Castro because I, I I really think you can fake it through fifty. You can just kind of you know distract yourself through fifty, but to stay in that zone and stay focused through a hundred, I think you really have to chop it down to tens. And for a while, that's what it was. It was um, and you did a, a decent job of of counting of saying the ten right. number out loud. So yeah. I just knew okay, I have ten set, sets of ten. So I really actually counted to ten rather than counting to a hundred as I was doing them. Right, and that allowed me to just focus on you know, body positioning and things like that. Yeah. I definitely yeah. lost focus on the number of where I was at. And some of that was just miscommunication between my, me and my judge beforehand, just not saying like, Hey, how I like to get counted for this workout. But there are definitely times where I was like, I don't know if I'm at 40 or if I'm at 60 or if I'm at 30 or 20, like I have no idea. And I think that goes back to like, Oh shit, do I have 80 left or do I have 40 left? And that gets you panicking. And again, doesn't allow you to relax. And honestly, like thinking about it back on it now, it was just a few minutes ago. It's like, I should have just counted to 10 over and over again. Cause you can always do 10 double unders just keep getting yourself to do 10, then 10 more, then 10 more right. makes it much more manageable. And there's mm-hmm. also going to be a almost for, for most people, there's going to be a panic moment. Um, I had one, I think it was either the second or the third set of double unders where I tripped like three times on my first rep right. or second rep or yeah. something like you that. You did one, uh, missed your second, yeah. you did two, missed your third. Yeah. And that type of moment, I've seen so many people, good athletes, let that, get them out of focus and I mean you're going to have a moment like that so expect that expect to trip expect to have to stop at some point in the double unders and don't take it personally on just say okay take two breaths get back to work I mean gotta gotta keep that type of focus for higher level athletes is the overhead squat anything that we need to talk about consideration you should be real greasy in your overhead squats before you start if Gabe had his mobility for his second set and his first set I don't think you would have broken the double unders as much. You really right. stayed in that frontal plane, yep. you know, quads, calves, that kind of thing. Um, pushed that range of motion a little bit further to try to get below parallel. Then you were really loose, and they looked easy in that second time through. I think both the dumbbell and the barbell were like an afterthought. Yep. They were in there to give you a little shoulder interference, but as far as a movement that I was, you know, getting you out of breath or composure negligible yeah yeah and i think what's important when you're dealing with the mental piece versus the physical piece is like um i was watching it from the point of view of yes i was judging gay but also um when he was going back and forth in these movements do you think it was worth it for you to slow down the way that you did in your dumbbell snatch that you could go unbroken because you didn't have like you didn't reach back very far you didn't have a big hip extension but you sort of looked like you were trying to calm yourself down that's all all I was thinking about was attacking the next set of double unders because definitely at that point in the workout that's what it is it's how quickly can you make it through those if you take a little muscle fatigue absolutely yeah absolutely because I've never seen you do those sort of just over the head 
change the hand down a little bit slower, going back and forth, but you look like you were trying to simultaneously move and catch your breath sometimes like you do with like a kettlebell swing or something. I think a dumbbell snatch is a perfect movement for that on. Like when we had the, you know, practice the retest of the open workouts, like, all right, can you stay relaxed in this movement because you have to move in the burpee box jump overs? It's the same thing here. If you can stay relaxed for 20 reps, that's an opportunity to catch your breath for 30, 40, 50 seconds before you go back to your double unders again. So if, yeah. I had, if I had flown through those, I maybe knocked off 10 seconds and I, you, you know, come off those else, and yeah. I, I can't Just breathe. wait a little bit longer. I'll, I'll spend 10 seconds before you go back. Yeah. That was so. really the only difference that I, that I saw with how Travis was attacking the workout is he would move a little bit faster, but then he would go to his double unders and he would pick the rope up and he'd hold it in his hand for a second and just be like, I'm ready to do 100 in a row right now, as opposed to grab it, go, maybe trip up a little bit. So, I mean, that I think is like a person to person kind of strategy. And Travis is the king of that. That's right. what he, he's the king of doing a set of whatever it is I'm broken right. and going, oh shit. Oh, well, okay, I can yeah. do the next thing, you know? Right. And so I, I, you know, I actually used to be like that before, but I definitely, for most people, wouldn't recommend that in this workout because you can have moving. so much success. Yeah. being calm and, and, and just chipping away. I think. Potentially the second most important single move and we have to talk about is the ring muscle up. Yes, sure. Um, we watched some not as efficient athletes. We watched some more efficient athletes. I watched you guys go and because you were sort of alternating the way you were going, I got to watch both of you. Um, I think the muscle ups in terms of if we're starting to split hairs here is a big game changer in this workout if we're going to extend it further than saying this is just a you know a double, double under, under workout double yeah. under workout and we have a lot of resources on our YouTube channel about you know it's kind of hard with the muscle up to explain what we're talking about but there's something to being really smooth and using momentum when your shoulders for a lot of people I know that your shoulders didn't burn quite as much but this is going to be Shoulder intensive for a lot of people, especially if you struggle with shoulder mobility. So um, being smooth and really using your kips. So many people in the CrossFit community are, you know, especially males, use their arms way too much in the muscle up. See people with that really short kip really pull themselves up over. And yeah, they might work for that first set, but then you're going to be in big trouble, especially if, you know, your shoulders start to burn in the double under. So muscle up efficiency is something that's extremely important in this workout. And again, on a podcast, it's not the easiest thing in the world to tackle in terms of a topic, but nice big swing, you know, hip extension before you're turning over, kip the dip, you know, that's, you know, all those things are really important. Yeah. I mean, I felt honestly pretty good through the first set of muscle ups, um, the bar muscle ups, when you start to be a little bit more fatigued in your shoulders and being frantic, that's where I think things can get squirrely. And even though most people say bar muscle ups are typically a little bit easier than ring muscle ups. Um, staying relaxed there because I found myself muscling through that movement more so than the ring just because it happened to be later in the workout. Had I got back to the rings, it might have been a different story. But It's a perfect movement, again, to talk about the intensity is freedom thing. Gabe got up there and looked dead in the face <laughs> and made it literally a grip movement. He moved very efficiently. He was not breathing heavy. He was going through sort of that, I know how to do this. I've done so many of these reps. I've cycled through so many of these in my career. I'm going to go to muscle memory and I'm going to breathe. Mm-hmm. And he knocked out 12 like that. I just watching him. I was like, okay, it's going to come down. It's going to come down. It's going to come down. It's going to take a break here. And then, you know, when you got to nine, I was like, no, yeah. he's not coming down. And you look pretty good right after that on the double unders again too. So, yeah, actually I wanted to bring my sheet in here and see, see my time, but I, I do actually, I think that was one of my better sets other than the first set of double unders. And I, I and I think that it's just that important to, 
to find that balance between being relaxed and and if you are gripping the bar really hard and you're trying to force the swing you're not going to have success when you come off like whether, whether it's on the rings on the bar whether it's through you know the dumbbell or the or the barbell like you have to stay relaxed on those because every movement that you're doing i mean correct me if i'm wrong every movement that you're doing you're thinking about how's this going to affect the next thing i go to for sure i was thinking about that more so again with the gymnastics than the barbell or dumbbell but i, I was thinking about that in the rings like we hop up and we do a decent set seven muscle ups to start i was like oh, i'll do i could do seven five but i get over the rings on like eight or nine i'm like probably should come down because i don't want to screw up the double unders after and if i had found a way to be a little more relaxed maybe i could have done the next five and then been just as calm going into that set of double unders versus like all right i gotta break it up and playing a little safe thinking that it was gonna blow up and i just to me going in my mind for the next attempt for this workout because i plan on doing it again is staying more relaxed and doing the t- set of tens thing like you know how we talked about in the first open workout with the the rower and you know tensies freedom and focusing on the task at hand it's the same exact thing it's just a slightly different movement you have to have that same like focus in this and if you can count to 10 10 times hopefully you can get through it so i hope i can one thing that I really like about this workout is if you have the right mindset going into it and you are a bigger athlete, you're going to be fine. You are absolutely going to be fine in this workout. This is not a gymnastics workout. Not it really isn't. There's nothing wrong with breaking those up. And in fact, if you are on the fence about how to break it up, I would say whatever that set is that you're on the fence about, go one more. Go one more and be ultra confident knowing that you can. Okay, I took a couple extra seconds here on this, but I'm going straight back to that rope and I'm getting to work. Like, it will not kill you to have that happen. Chalking before your second set of overhead squats. It's a dope move. <laughs> you should try it. It's sweet. You know how it is. You're super gnarly. sweaty. It's really hard to hold on to the bar during overhead squats. I, I would, I would say check. I would say that, though, like knowing the difference between being smart about breaking things up and controlling how you get through a workout and finding that extra time to chalk or to, like there's no room for that that extra time to no. chalk and all that no. type of stuff. So make sure that you know that that can, that controlled and yeah, you may have time to break these these things up, but you don't have any extra time to be looking around for chalk. So I bet if I watched that video, I'd probably have 45 seconds of wasted time throughout that At entire least. thing of Gabe, chalking. Yeah, Gabe's got Gabe's got 30 to 60 seconds of if you watched it, he'd be like, what I know I didn't doing? I didn't feel tougher than that during the workup, but I know that I am. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So the last thing that I want to touch on is when we trip up versus when we stop. We see athletes, they're cruising, they have all this momentum, they trip up, and they freak out. We, we see it all the time. An athlete's just crushing a workout. It's almost like someone just randomly gave them like 10 no reps, and they're like, this is ridiculous, I can't do this. Um, and to me, that's going out of that focus mindset for a second and – like when you're in a du- when you're in your double unders, yeah, you're breathing heavy. But if you only focused on that, you'd probably trip up no matter what. But mm. the second you come down from it, it's like the second you come down from twelve bar muscle ups, you start to really feel all that stuff kind of take yep. over. Um, I mean, what do you guys suggest in that scenario? Do you go straight back to it? Do you use it as an unplanned break and then you don't use the one moving forward? I mean, what's the play there? I mean, I think you definitely have to have um, a strategy going in planning for that to happen my strategy when that happens when it's an unplanned break is to take a deep breath one deep breath um because that kind of about you yes that um because if i don't if i just go right back into it then i feel like i'm rushing it panicking things like that so it's one deep breath breath for me um i mean i had one point i think where i stopped and it was a, a more than one deep breath yeah so that was that was kind of 
you know, forced, but if you, if you are unforced air trip, you know, have your strategy of one deep breath. Don't allow more. Just say, okay, relax, go again. So as a coach, I totally agree with that. As an athlete, I find that really hard to do just personally. I mean, I think that something you should practice. It's something you need to be able to do is trip, step over the rope and go again. Um, hopefully you had that opportunity this entire year to practice something like that. When we have bigger sets of double unders, you, you trip, you get over the rope, you keep going. Um, but for me, that's like, that's something in this workout that I need to really focus on going forward. And I think someone, if they do it the first time, not happy with their score, that could be somewhere you can make up a lot of time. Cause you're going to see that you're bent over at the waist or like just thought about the double unders. And you, again, you can add up, there's got to be a minute, minute and a half of wasted time in this workout. Just doing stuff. really explains how big that mental game is. It reminds me of when you go for a long run and you wear your headphones versus when you don't. When you wear your headphones, you can't hear yourself breathe. You don't panic quite as much when you're really kind of pushing the pace. Um, you take those headphones off. It gets, it gets really weird. But once we know those things, we can hack the system. We know we're better than that. So that concept of stepping forward and going into your next set is so possible because you could have done them unbroken, but you just tripped up. You yep. just messed up a little bit. It's no different than a no rep on an overhead squat, not locking out a muscle up, whatever it is. That doesn't end your set. It just happens to be something that's a little bit more aerobic and we tend to panic more when we're breathing heavy. But what's the difference between, you know, muscle fatigue pain and breathing pain? It doesn't really matter. It's all pain. <laughs> it's all pain. Will you redo this workout? 100%. 100%. And what are you going to do differently? The biggest thing I'm going to make sure is that I find a way to keep relaxed with the double unders. To me, I think that not knowing where I was and losing track of where I was in the double unders caused me to panic, which caused me to rush, which caused me to get tense, which essentially just blew me up. I mean, I felt good through the um, second set of double unders, get on to the, the dumbbell, the dumbbell snatch, go back to the uh, double unders, and I was like, oh, God, this is now a mess, and I was falling apart. So, like, two sets of 100 were you know, not a problem. That third set, things got squirrely, and then after that, I just was playing catch-up the entire time. I mean, Gabe and I were pretty close through the through the muscle-ups, and then most of the double-unders in that set, and that's when he started to pull away. And I think it was just because I lost track of where I was. Do you think that if you planned the breaks earlier, they would have been shorter? Yeah, I, th I honestly think that an That's because I saw you stand around for a little bit longer than I'm used to seeing you stand I, around for. I think an athlete truly could do 50, take a couple deep breaths, and do 50 the entire time as planned breaks. If that kept them relaxed and kept them moving, and still get a really, really good score in this workout. Right. Because you're gonna if you take the break there, you won't take it somewhere else, which you know we talk about all the time. You're, if you go too high out the gate, take a rest later on. Go too slow later on, you get your rest there. Don't take it later. So it's all the same kind of thing. So to me, it's like if an athlete struggles with double-unders, do 50 and 50, but make sure that when you break, it's not a chalk your hands, put your jump rope down. Mm -hmm. It's a couple deep breaths, pick it back up and go again. I think something like that could work really well. Will you redo this workout? I don't believe so. I know Sherby's going to try to get me to do it on on Monday. Um, I mean, it's been a if long time re, since well, I've done no, that many double unders. For and the I'm, sake of the podcast, if you redid this workout, what would, what would you do differently? Honestly, I think I'd be a little bit more aggressive probably on uh, the first set of ring muscle-ups okay. and the and the barbell, the overhead squats. I, I just haven't had uh, much fun with overhead squats lately and, and mobility and, and all that. It's my right. least favorite movement, so I was very cautious about that. And I think it actually ended up being okay because it slowed me down and I didn't panic through the barbell. But, I, uh, you know, if you have one movement that you really don't like, 
um, don't worry about it in this workout because it's not that big of a deal. It's 20 overhead squats, and I ended up going through it twice, so it wasn't that bad. Right. Um, so I'd be a little bit more aggressive on those and probably on that first set of ring muscle-ups. I did three sets on that, and I probably could have got away with um, you know, being a little bit more aggressive. Other than that, I think you know, it's minor things. Like I probably rested a little bit too much yeah. on a, a double under break here or there. So. This is not a mandatory one and done workout in terms of performance, like uh, you know the deadlift ladder back in the day, where people's backs were wrecked. Come and they on, to come go back. Um, Sorry, but <laughs> delayed onset muscle soreness from 500 to 700 plus double unders is a very, very real thing. Um, make sure that you're going through the primer with the box jump overs after a round of voodoo floss. And then probably another round of voodoo floss. Stay away from static stretching. We don't want anybody tearing an Achilles or a calf Dave. or anything like that. Dave, um, I don't know if he's going to listen to this before his Dave. 6 a.m. class. So tag a minute. Stay away from static stretching before you go. Just make sure that you're kind of smashing stuff using that. Um, and then post-workout, if you're planning on a redo, you better be really smart about, you know, pull out the whole arsenal, the Compax Mark Pro, you know, powered stim you know, butterfly, whatever the hell Tim Tams, Tim Tams, um, get that stuff out, get the floss out, be, you know, going through on the bike, thinking more about, you know, using your ankle and all that stuff, because you might not feel it Saturday. You might not even feel it a ton Sunday, but there's going to be a point after the first time you do this, where you are going to be extremely sore. And that could just be the type of thing that gets in your head. So this is the type of workout where the first time you do, it has to be a very, very serious dive into the workout in my opinion going back to what you said in, in terms of wad prep i think that was probably something that i didn't do well enough um in our primer that we wrote the there are specific movements in there to have you jumping and you know if it's if it's a little bit of running or flossing and bounding whatever preparing your calves your joints uh in in the lower part in the ankles and, and things like that um is something i didn't do and that caught up to me probably three sets in so on the third set of 100 so take that really seriously. Don't be afraid to do bounding before. Yeah. Because I think I did 20 double unders before the workout started. That was not enough. Like I needed right. to do something else. So, All right. Recap time. So we've got a double under workout where you need to stay extremely focused on your positioning and your breathing and counting in sets of 10 yourself while your judge makes sure that, you know, you do you're at 10, <laughs> you're at 20, you're at 30, that kind of thing. Um, we've got some throwaway movements in there where we're just looking to make sure that you're loose, really warmed up with that stuff. Ring muscle up efficiency is so huge here. Do not go up there because your arms are starting to feel it a little bit and use your arms because it's just going to make the workout worse. Um, anything else? No, just stay calm. I, the biggest thing to me is staying calm for 14 minutes. I know it's not easy to say when you're working hard, but I, th I think a frantic mindset in this leads you to be worse than you could be. I mean, I think that's what happened to me is you don't didn't stay relaxed. So find something to focus on. You know, a lot of times coaches will tell you, you know, pick something on the wall to stare at as you do double unders. If that helps you stay relaxed, do that. Count to 10 over and over again. So you're not looking around the gym or thinking about how much your shoulders hurt or your wrists are slowing down. You find a way to stay relaxed. And to me, that's hugely important in this. And in, and in my opinion, obviously, a lot of you guys know this, staying relaxed is secondary to staying focused staying within what you're doing staying obsessed with the movement the rep that you're on and just going another one and another one and another one if you stay within that that's what you guys are good at that's what you guys prepared for all year 
like that to me is is really the take home for so many of these workouts that aren't just you know sort of sprint get it done type of workouts agreed all right guys i think we did it um (laughs) that is the 18.3 podcast uh you can find us everywhere all over the internet we're there follow subscribe you know how you know how to do it stuff um you're watching so you probably know who we are thanks again for watching good luck